Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. State uh, hockey. Big shout out. Congrats to the Twin Cities on getting the hosting rights for the Huge. World Juniors in 2026. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to see some a serious ECH presence all throughout that tournament there no, no. in the Twin Cities. I think, I think you should do like live live pod pre-post the whole show right from there we're sleeping there we might we might have to yeah yeah Yeah, the fan it's gonna be it's gonna be electric kicking us out i hope to Pucks in Deep, episode number 151. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. Joining me as always, James Murray. How are we? I'm great, man. We have... USA. USA gold medals around our neck. USA's, we didn't win yeah. the game, but I, I feel like we did. We were there. We posted it. It feels it. like we were there, <laughs> right? Like, yep, yep. I was in Gosberg. You know, there's a lot of Swedes around us. Uh, you know, Rutgers just running people over. Lane Hudson looks like he's Hercules out there. Yeah. I mean, everything connected for the fellas. Iceman. Two uh, goals. Hudson throwing punches. The BC line. Like, Gabe Perot had three points. People just forget about it. Like, everybody was dialed <sighs> in. Man. It, it was perfect. It was it was exactly what we wanted. And, and and Bemidji State brought home a gold medal, too. Damn right. I, yeah. I don't know how much ice time he got. Now, I don't care. But yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was he actually was, there. He, he was, yeah. Whole and, camp and was there. The team. Every, everyone contributed on that team. And oh, that's yeah. what made it really special. And and John speaks on this later in the podcast. which Huge guest. To announce, J- JP. John Morosi. Uh, on the pod today. To, Big time. Couldn't day. ask for a better guy to to, to cover the World Juniors um, yeah. and Team USA specifically, but he's on the pod today and he tells the stories. He interviewed obviously a bunch of them, yeah. And uh, th- that team went on to win gold, so yeah, got a lot listen, of good stories from him. Listen to all of here. that. We yeah. could have talked to him for the entire day easily. Yeah, like I, we're gonna have to have him back on because we didn't get his insight on the Twins offseason, but that's for oh, a later time. Um, yeah, or like could could we you know I don't know bring back Dozier for one season. I just <sighs> wanted to just lay that on him. I just see what he takes. But what the Twins back? They are kind of back. They they made the playoff game. We're back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Royce Lewis. We have Royce Lewis. Most so. excited I've been about the Twins since Johan Santana was on the team. I'll say that. Yeah, we'll yeah. leave it there. But John was incredible. I mean, we talked to him a little bit before. Like, how much college hockey do you know? And he said mainly Big Ten. And then he's just spitting NCHC facts. I mean, knows yeah. a lot of hockey. East. Like yeah. the guy is. I mean, he's beyond an insider. The, like the he, insight he had on the on even the U18 players, just everyone in general, yeah. it, it's just a great listen. So listen to him later on in the pod. And, yeah, you uh, want to know who's on in the yeah, upcoming big draft. Big fan of his work here at ECH. That we, you know, we we are we. It's great. Yeah. So what he does for MLB Network and NHL Network is it's great for the game. So reoccurring guest. Yes. Yes. Conversation. Big time interview there. So yeah, but let's talk about uh, let's dive into college hockey this weekend. We're we're fully back, people. Yeah, that, we are. That's fair to say the players just gotten back too after winning the gold. So that was sweet. They should see. be the golfers are in action today. This Sunday as we're recording here. Is, you um, think Snuggy's playing? I I think so. That'd just the sweet. adrenaline's so high. Him and Oliver Moore should be in there. Chesley, true. Uh, Renzel, all of them. Yeah. So they're ready to go. Think they play with the gold on their neck. I would. That'd be yeah. so sick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I nails. Eh, <laughs> they're quick enough. It's not going to weigh them down too much. Yeah, I think but, so. Yep. So. Fellows are in there. So we're recording this uh, January 7th. Yeah, Gophers are playing, but uh, a lot of the other, I think they're the only ones playing today. 
Yep. Right? Like that's, that's correct. That's a sick game. All right. Sweet. But Stonehill's uh, yeah. getting bag skated again. <sighs> so you're in a lead with Stonehill on me? I don't know who who better. This is historic. Like I I don't someone's got to send this sad to us. They have lost, I mean, every game this year, every game last year. I don't even want to know what they were before D1. Like what what qualified them it's a great at this chance point? To go like, make some content with them. Turn, turn the tide. It really is. Yeah. I think, like at this point, you got to do something. Stonehill, mm-hmm. yeah, have us out there. But you the rest know, of I college hockey, it, yeah, it, it's been their unbelievable year. As again, we talk yeah. about with JP on this, but uh, I don't know. Denver might be the scariest team in the nation. Michigan State's hot. Connor Capone might be the scariest player in the nation. When you talk yeah, about that hit, yeah, that was crazy. Oh. <laughs> You think Carl's seeing like he's calling him? He's like, "You come here, get back. We don't, we don't need this kind of attention on us right now." He tried to almost murder him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that's fair to say. I mean, Rucker did the same thing in the gold medal game in Sweden because that that hit was. Yeah, but that dude, was awesome. Crushed him. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah. I don't know, like, Capone. Yeah. it's Niagara, man. Come on. Yeah, you guys are. Does he get suspended him out, Capone? It's I haven't seen anything yet. He will. Yeah, like that was yeah. fish. I mean, he. But, yeah, Denver sweeps though. We'll yeah, say Denver that. sweeps. <laughs> good sweep Man, for them. The second half, they're going to be so good. The second half of the season, they're on top. Same Another, with North Dakota, NCHC. Yeah, I was saying NCHC news. Uh, we're not going to talk about the exhibition for UMD. No, throwing that out of the window. Yep. Yeah, sick. sick uh, other than Will Francis back on the ice shouts. Yep. Man, but good friend of mine. Isn't he said he might? He is going to redshirt for the season. Yeah. Um, Which he should. Like as a UMD guy, I want him. I want him back as much as we can. But yeah. I also want him on the ice with the boys. Yeah, but just good to see him back. Yeah. Good to see him back. Huge. And what a warrior, man. Willpower, baby. I was wearing my shirt all weekend. I was yeah. fired yeah. up here. No, it's good, good to see him back there. on the ice. But uh, in other college hockey news, what else do we have this I want to touch on, so NCHC quick, North yeah. Dakota, huge sweep for them. You know, mm-hmm. you see it's at home against Alaska. They're, Ludwig wasn't there. No. I think he, no, he was sick. sick. Yep. Yeah, yep. so they put in Hobie, what's his last name? Headquist. Hadn't played a game all season. Shout him for his first win. Two wins, yes, yeah, sweet, baby. Yeah. Like, I mean, you see those photos of Bradbury just oh, juiced juice, juice, in the yeah. locker room afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was sweet to see. I mean, it's good when Nodak. I mean, huge response mm-hmm. after getting swept by CC. We hadn't seen them since. They get that sweep. I think Hobie only had like an eight seventy save percentage. So they had to put up some points, and boy, did they! Our guy Reese Gaber mm-hmm. also back six points, three goals, three assists. He was lighting it up. Like he, a couple of just absolute like. I, you would have thought Butchie's out there, like a <laughs> twisted wrister, like just a, a howitzer out there. Like he he was looking good. Jackson Blake was buzzing. Everybody, so Nodak's all the way back. Uh, Another team, NCHC, Western Michigan, back. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they they've, they've had a season so far. I mean, how about Lindenwood? Dylan went though. Play. Dylan went sixteen tucks so far this season in eighteen games. Where did he come from? Where do they find these people? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, First while over there is just doing some magic. Granger obviously having a good year. Colangelo. Colangelo, what a transfer. And he's got 13 goals himself this year. So 21 points. Bump was on Hattie Watch, I remember oh, this, yeah, yeah. this weekend. They like, played Linda one. They took care of business, which they should have. On the road though. Too. But now like I mentioned this and you guys weren't happy with this tweet. But they do not go to Miami and then they host Duluth. A good chance to win two at least two games out of that. Maybe three. You claim maybe four. four. <laughs> I did claim four it's possible. Duluth is they're hurt right now. They're hurting. We have I, Ben Steves. Will Francis is in the locker room again. Yeah, you want to go against Sandy? No, I, I never. That's never a good idea. But what exactly. I'm saying is they have a chance to go 4-0 here in these next four games. There's a chance. And huge, if they do that, they're in the tournament, I think, already. Yeah. After that, I, I, then there's a month I think if left. they win three, yeah. that, that's a really good shot. I mean, right now they're 13-4-1. Mm-hmm. Like, they've beaten everyone that they should, but now it's all NCHC play from here on out. Like the end of the, the, If you look at the end of the schedule, Denver, Nodak, back-to-back, yeah, it's going to get tough, tough at the end, but they need to win they these games They already got swept here. at home by St. Cloud. Like, yeah. they, they, they need get, to start racking up. again, too. They end the season wins. with Miami, but still, it's... It, you never can take a game off in, in that league or any league, for that matter, in college hockey, but Western has stood out to me, so... 
yeah, I, I do want to touch my boy on. Bum. So Wisconsin also just just gross. I yeah, mean, nine, nine straight. Got it all under control, and they scored eight goals against Ryan Bischel this weekend. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a like, good. Stat. He didn't look great in some of the clips that I saw, but it's Bischel. Like he's, yeah, he's great. They're a so. defensive team. They're putting them putting it on them. Strammel had a huge power play on goal the road on Friday. Too. That might be the most impressive, a tough place to play. Yeah. It was great. Those photos, seeing the fans just pissed (laughs) in the background. Like, Hastings got them juiced. They haven't lost since, I think, November, like, 24th against Anchorage, of all teams. Uh, They got swept by Michigan State, so those fans are still in our DMs for some reason. Somebody called me a a blank rider Ah. of uh, of Wisconsin, which Mm. just couldn't be further from the truth. Like, I kind of despise them, but they're good. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to talk about them. I made the graphic, whatever. Get over it. Um, In our rankings, really nothing's changing this week. Nobody lost. No. If you look at it, uh, main main tied with Colgate last night. They won the shootout. Electric atmosphere. We need to get to Alphond. They took it to him on Friday, but um, or three one. I don't care. It was sick. And then I still think they got to be top ten though. Yeah, Is that fair? I, I main. Yeah, yeah. The you only team to. I'm thinking about think, bumping to top ten. Can we talk about who? it? ASU. They've had an impressive start to the season. First, I mean, first half, I should say. Do it's not, not lose. They won the Desert Hockey Classic for the yep. first time ever. Mm-hmm. Clap it up. Yeah, they're 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 good, man. They're Forks they're the up. real deal. Forks up, man. It looks so... Mullet Arena, is that not the epitome Copper of Pucks leading, and Deep? I mean, Lu- Cylinder really leading the way, but Cop- Cop- or Copper Rood back, back in the system, just, yeah. just scoring goals. I mean, Cylinder, what does he have right now for points? Let me get here. Let me get... Let me see their... I think they're winning... Can we just give them the Independent Cup? They have 16 wins right now. Yep. Alaska just got swept. That's tough for them. But 16-3-5, and five, another team that hasn't lost since November. Took down Harvard. Harvard, just a tough season. How apparently we have to go to the game for them to win. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say because they have. I don't think they won. They, man, they could be the real deal, especially if Copperwood stays hot. You know, he missed a lot of time last year. But he's already got yeah. more games played this year. He's got twelve goals this year. Lead on him. Lead on Sillinger. TJ. Nutt. They they got it all. They got enough for at least what it takes to get to the tournament. And I really hope yeah. it would be good for college hockey to see them in the NCAA tournament. There's no doubt. I want it. Kyle Smolin, three goals this weekend, freshman. So like another yeah. guy that he's up to seven. Like they, they're just finding scoring from the woodwork. I mean, Sillinger, apparently he's yeah. Jesus Christ reborn. I mean, he's got 28 <laughs> points right now. Are you kidding? 28. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Imagine if he stayed, James. How about what if Josh Doan stayed? Our boy oh, Donor. God. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine boots, if those boots were in the locker room? Dude, they would need to resurface like <laughs> often. You know, it would be tough out there because they are they're ridiculous. Like I, I don't even want to look at their schedule. I know they have Stonehill again. I know they have both Alaskas at least once if not they, twice. They can't lose those games though, because they don't have a conference tournament. At the that's end what of the year I was looking at. So pairwise. Yeah. Pair, and like it's so early for pairwise. Mm-hmm. You, but you would think you hear that they have they're 16, 3, and 5. Where do you think they are in pairwise right now? 30, probably, just based off their, who they've played. No, that's a little bit much. Come on. <laughs> 30th right now is Connecticut. Okay. 8, 9, and 2. 20? So. A little higher. Really? Yeah. 16. 16. I would have thought they'd be closer to top 10 because they've beaten Denver. They split with Denver and they split with Providence. Yeah. Like their only losses in regulation are to those teams. That's know. absurd. It's just the rest of their schedule is the strength, the strength yeah. of it is going right. to, yeah, I don't know. But I think the more that Denver goes on, keeps winning these games, same with Providence, that's going to help them climb more. They need to win every game. They do. It's going to be a battle just like Fairbanks battled last year to get in and yeah. you know, voted in. They so. need Omaha to start winning now too after that one. But yeah, good for, just good for ASU. Good for college hockey. Yep. Love to see I that. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, other than that, we talked later in the podcast to Michigan State. 
Mid, yeah. They're ready to go. They currently lead the Big Ten in the standings. So we'll see if they can finish second okay. half strong here, but they should. Michigan Tech, GLI. Have yeah. we talked about that? Swankler, two yeah. points in two games, baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how he didn't get in and the like, fight. Again, we talked about later in the pod, Michigan, too, is going to have a good second half of the season. So don't sleep on them yet. Yeah. But Well, Stonehill sniff. I have a, I have a sneaky parlay later. <laughs> oh, stop it. I want to talk to stop you. Stop it. it. Yeah. I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, I do want to say Army blew a three goal lead in the third period. Do we think that was on Russia? What do we. Ah. Come on. But it, all right. So that was tough. Uh, good for Penn State. But like, yeah, man, but Army, man, they've been scoring. <laughs> they put on some yeah, points. I, yep. They need our, our freaking guy. Hey, they that. could win the Atlantic. Don't <laughs> count Army out of winning the Atlantic into the tournament. I'm not counting anybody out of the Atlantic. Holy they Cross. Good. Holy Cross won yeah, last night. Yep. Shout out to the Crusaders, baby. Rise up. Um, Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. Literally. RIT look good this weekend. Canisius could do it. There's there's teams. Can you just big win yesterday? Yeah, they could. I mean, who knows who's going to win that tournament? That is a toss up. We need another Atlantic <laughs> guest. I know we yeah. just had Morosi. We just had Holy Cross. Let's get T Large back. <laughs> Give me T Large, baby. I know uh, he's open for it. There's a great hockey mind. Another one, but uh, oh, I'll, one more note I had for yeah, this weekend. Shoot. Uh, Northeastern might be sneaky good. They beat. Don't me. give Plevs Sneaky. that. Don't give that to him. Do you think he's listening? No. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> Northeastern, they tied Quinnipiac. It was at home last night. But that, I mean, they played them tough both nights and then they beat BC. Um, I'm thinking just Beanpot. Everybody's, I, Morosi didn't even mention Northeastern, which like, you know. I wouldn't have either. Exactly. Not a great year. But they won it last year. They've been they've been winning it the, as exactly. Of recent. That's so, like the only thing you can't count them out. Good, so big event. I'm just thinking sneaky bets. Win at Fenway. They they, they got take it. a flyer northeastern bean pot. Thank me later. Yeah, I'm Throwing not. It out there. I'm not counting them out. Exactly. But they when don't you look play, at what BC and BU have, especially they play Harvard first game. round, they're going yeah. to be in it. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, that's gonna all have I'm chance. saying. They got an absolute chance, and you best believe they're going to be hitting that championship. If Gunnar Wolf Fontaine gets hot, oh brother. Just get ready. We so, got to make it to that bean pot. I know. I'm yeah, juiced. I'm no. so juiced thinking about it. So that that's all. I, that's those are my main takeaways this weekend. Um, I don't. Did we miss anything? I think that's pretty good. That that's right? the, that's the biggest that's thing. Right now. The, again, the top ten. I don't think it's changing unless we want to bump Minnesota down. They haven't. It's played. just hard. Not everyone Minnesota has other players. Um, but you know what? I just thought of Finley, Wisconsin. Wasn't yeah. even there for this week in versus exactly. Notre Dame. Dude, Strammel's getting sneaky hot, and it's hey. starting to make me mad. Bill Guerin's like, yeah, screw you, James, for ripping me for the I'm still, I'm still, no, I'm still no. excited. Gabe, you don't think? <laughs> Gabe Pro, another great tournament. Wild should draft him. It is what yep. it is. We're done. I'm not going to mention any more. Sorry, we only missed him by like 11 picks. You know, it is whatever. three, but three? something like that. But Feels yeah, like 45. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's tough. Um, okay, so that's that's this weekend. But coming up here, gentlemen, let's let's talk about it. Well, actually, first, let's get a, let's get a little ad read from our sponsor, and we'll get to it. All right, guys, quick break in the action. I want to talk to you about our proud sponsor over at Streaker Sports. It's the best merch in the game. You think I'm not wearing it right now? I think again. Uh, I don't even know if Yale won this weekend. Feels like a winner. You know I'm repping, baby. You see that, Miles. Yeah, go to streakersports.com. No, Use no, no. promo code. You know what I'm opening ECH up right now? 15. You're going to get in the middle of my ad read? Yeah, I am. Because oh, Penn State with brother. the comeback. We got Snoopy, Penn State. <sighs> yeah, I mean. God, why Jimmy, didn't you wear the Army? Jimmy Dowd in the game? I don't know. Maybe that was the. I was wearing my Army this weekend, too. It was, it was between that you and my willpower. A simple shirt. text would have done it. I know. I think I jinxed him because I literally took it off for Will. Maybe that's what did it. It wasn't rushed. You know how hard it, it is me. for Harmony to get in the tournament? Everything's against him. And all it took is one text from you. I know. That's Coach on Riley, that's on Catelli. Let's Bags wrap this up. When we come. Yeah. But all this cool merch, you guys, if it's not ECH related, it's at streakersports.com. <laughs> Use promo code ECH15. You're going to get 15% off your first purchase. That's at streakersports.com. Man, the vintage look they have on for the schools that they have right now, mm. it's it's... Unbelievable. They, they, have army, such a good they have army merch, people. They do. I don't have to say anything else. Go to streakersports.com. Thank me later. And now, back to the podcast. 
All right. That is everything that happened last weekend. Let's talk about upcoming here, people. So the top 10 is really not moving around too much because Wisconsin won, Michigan State. You know, I mean, they tied. Like, they, they won and then tied mm-hmm. in GLI. Like, I'm not moving anywhere because they swept Wisconsin. So Missing just get some out. key players. So exactly. At, Let's try Augustine and play. Yeah. Just chill out, Wisconsin fans. You're still going to be top four. Mm-hmm. Be happy about it. So uh, coming up this week, though, Providence at BC. That's a home and home, baby. That is a huge matchup. That's top 10. Yep. Right out of the gates. I. What are we picking here, James? Everybody's playing, right? Oh, you're picking prop. Like yeah. a sweep? Yeah. Get that. Shut the front door. Yeah. You yeah. think Fowler's not itching to get back in the net? I mean, what do you play? One, two games? Give he me Providence. It. Give me, give you Providence. I'll give, give you Providence. Providence. I'm, yeah. I'm taking BC, but. You're taking sweep? Yeah. I mean, no. it's not fun unless you do. So yeah, I'm going to go sweep. Although I can, fun. <laughs> I can for sure see a split true. happening here. Like Prov- Providence is a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And then BC has given up, you know, like who do they lose to at home? Denver. Yeah. I'm thinking but of they a, almost a, lost a to top LIU. 10 matchup, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's I, true. I'm I taking don't... Providence at home and I'm taking BC at home. Kind of a loser picks, but I'm doing it. Okay. So actually, no, because I said sweep. So I guess I'll stay with it. God, that's. You give, me, give me BC. Give me BC. Okay. Both games. Sweet. Yep. Maine at UConn. They're both at UConn. I checked. Unless CHN's wrong on this, blame them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maine at UConn. I'm going to say UConn gets one. Yeah. Matthew, I mean, they've won Matthew games Wood yeah, kind of carried Canada out there. Not carried, but he looked good. What do you have? Three, four talks. Mm-hmm. I think they get back on it. Hutchinson Chandor had a huge goal this weekend. Hey, it's they very came doable. Back. Oh, man. That's, Huskies I don't are know if I can take ice us. bus. I really want to say main sweep just to propel them for the rest of the season. I do too, but I'm just, going it. No, nope, they just tied Colgate. I don't care. Okay. I'm going main sweep. Really? All yeah. right. All right. There we go. Uh, St. Cloud State at Denver. Oof. Connor Capone probably not playing. <laughs> Let's just throw that <laughs> out there. That's a fair bet, Connor. But You're really Zeev, going on a limb there. Zeev is back. Carl's back. <sighs> yeah. I mean, they don't lose at home, but St. Cloud State currently well ahead of them in the NCHC. Yeah. Standings. So I'm going Denver sweep. Denver sweep. Yeah. I'm going to say St. Cloud sneaks one. Okay. What if St. Cloud went in and swept? Would that be that the statement be a, series of the year? Yeah. Then yeah. I would be like the biggest a-hole because I said they, I gave him the DOS boot. You gave him the DOS boot. If they sweep this it, weekend, you better just Did I give him the DOS boot in October? I don't know, just man. so it early. Was, <laughs> just, not a fair chance at all. Yeah. Knowing, knowing Lauren Larson and what, what he can do. So for that, for that team. Tough um, to be me sometimes. One of the best coaches in college hockey. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be, a, that's uh, to me, the matchup of the weekend. I'm going to try to make it up to him, though. I'm taking you for one, at least, Brett Larson. O- Omaha, Omaha's headed to the Ralph. Who do we got there? Ooh, yeah. I'm going to say no to X-Sweep because Reese Gaber is all the way back. Yeah. Gaber's hot, and he's making his little bid right now for Ludwig, NHL contract. If, Gaber I'll say if Ludwig, this weekend if with Ludwig Jackson plays, Blake and the boys. If Ludwig plays Yes, that's sweep. true. No, I think he'll be healthy, ready to go. So okay. I'm there taking Sweep with you. UNH um, at BU, that's just one game, but... This is pretty electric. Like, it's going to be sold out, you would think. UNH coming off two wins this weekend. Yeah, BU does play Northeastern on Tuesday night, too, this week. So, Ooh, yeah. Northeastern was sneaky good. Remember yeah, that. but it's, yeah. Remember that. Adaganis, I'm, I'm taking BU in that that uh, right. early week matchup. What do you got there between them and Northeastern? Yeah, BU, Celebrini back. You know, he's yeah, pissed. He's yeah. hearing all this shit from USA guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lane Hudson's just going to be, like, smacking him in the face with his gold medal. Yeah. Just, it's going to be great. They so. sit pretty close to each other in the room, too. I think Celebrini could be moving to the other side of the room. He here. might have 14 talks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just we kidding. don't know. But BU, there's my pick to win that game. Um, I got Cornell at ASU. Big matchup. Wow, is that a Forks. tilt. That's going to be a must win for ASU if they're going to get in this yeah, tournament. Pairwise. They have to beat Cornell for pairwise. And Cornell, like... Give me 
Cornell. Cornell needs it, man. Like, give me Cornell. They need it just as much as ASU yeah. needs it. That might be that's up there for the matchup of the week, too. I'm gonna take Forks Up Nation. I'm taking your boy Stillinger. Okay, I'm Hope taking Cornell. I'm taking okay. Cornell videos out now and doing well, guys. Thanks for checking it out on YouTube. Head to everything college hockey. Please subscribe. But that video is out there. We got more to come. Okay, so two more picks. Yep. You see my parlay. Hold on. I'm gonna get hold on that. Quinnipiac versus Princeton. It's actually home and home. I, you never see this is the rarest thing in ECAC play where they do back. Quinnipiac to back almost games. lost this week. They almost, they almost did. did. Yeah. People, they, they did win the shootout, but they, I don't care. Yeah. They almost lost. Exactly. And I believe everybody played. I saw a graph out there on Friday. Northeastern look good. They're back. Uh, yeah. North sneaky good. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking at? Princeton. Princeton's kind of sneaky. Yeah. They could sneak something. Good atmosphere. They, they won't the other night. I'm going to say they won't, though. Yeah. Quinnipiac, Colin Graf, the fellas. No, I'm going to say they will. Get Give right me Princeton. Week. Really? Give me Princeton. For, for both? No, one. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not kidding. I'm not. <laughs> Crazy. Are you trying to be a hero? No. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got I got Quinnipiac sweep. James has Princeton taking one. Yeah. Okay. And now here's the juiciest parlay, people. I, <clears> I doubt DraftKings even knows who half these teams are. You ready for some fun Big Ten action? Yeah. Give me it. RMU at Minnesota. <sighs> Stonehill at Michigan. Lindenwood at Wisconsin. This has to be the most drastic pairwise. It difference is a get right week for the I Big have Ten. Seen. <laughs> it is, but I'm kind of thinking about what if you parlayed? How much money do you think you could make if Stonehill wins? Enough to make this studio in our apartment <laughs> right now make itself. it look like the studio for MLB and NHL Network. Stonehill by itself plus 3,000. Yeah. And then you throw in Lindenwood at Wisconsin. You mm -hmm. throw in RMU at Minnesota. Stop oh, it. Oh, God. Oh, I'm guessing I could be a millionaire. Just if do, you if, put even it if in, you just do puck lines for that game. I want it so bad. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm waiting. DraftKings, I'm pleading with. <laughs> Give me a line and I will, I'm going to mash it. Like, I'm going to lose money, most yeah. likely. But if I don't, I'm Most never, likely, I'd say it's a guaranteed pain. Like, it's going to be my kid's first words are going to be like, parlay. <laughs> Stonehill, you know, like, I don't know, something, because that would literally change my life if that hit. It's not going to happen. So put it on there. DraftKings, please do. Um, yeah, I'm going to hopefully, Stonehill's probably not going to win. Lindenwood's probably not going to win. Army, just give me one one okay. win in this. It, That'd be it, sick. It's the spot to go. DraftKings, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on any NHL game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Thank you very much, James. Yep. You heard it, people. Mash that parlay with me. Have some fun. Live a little. Yeah. Why not? You know, college hockey's all the way back. Tons of matchups coming up here. Like, we're literally just juiced up to maybe even move the top 10. I'm going to have to make new graphics, and it's not moving at all. So, no, sorry, no, people. True. Don't get mad at me. It, it just is what it is. Really quick before we get into this pod, we have JP John Morosi on, of course. He makes his mm. Hobie picks at the end. Stick around here. I know we've been asking this. We've been discussing the past couple of weeks. Do we have any new Hobie favorites for you or myself or... Have you, I guess have years changed? New hope. I don't know. Reaction? I think I just want to say. I just want to say. Lane Hudson after throwing throwing bombs in the gold medal game. Yeah, his stock is rise. Bring back fighting. And like, and JP talks about you know everyone's stock rising a little bit with the beanpot games. If you're in that game or in that big stage game like the gold medal game as well, um, it helps. Yep. It helps get you. And, and, and for a win or two, you got to get to the NCAA tournament. In my opinion, you have to get there. Your team has to get there. So, uh, we'll see. But but Lane throwing down and winning the gold. All he was my preseason pick, so yeah. it made me feel really good. Yeah, like it's coming back. You know, he's been unbelievable. But Dude, it's so fun to watch on the ice. He's kind of let Celebrini be the main guy. Maybe he takes over more in the second half, just scoring wise. We'll see. They're winning right now, and I don't think they need to change anything. But right. that being said, I think every, every guy in the national team roster has a good chance to win it. Right, and will do well in the NHL. <laughs> BC, I mean, there's there's four options. Yeah, like, and I think Cutter, his performance and just leading that team, like how juicy he's going to be coming off of that. Mm -hmm. He's got the best, like being propelled ahead the most. I would say is Cutter, yeah. but Gabe Perot, I mean, he led the team in points at least versus Sweden. So mm -hmm. he's currently leading them 
at BC as well, he, he's going to be a monster. So yeah, I think BC and BU are the ones propelled the most for the Hobie race. You got to we'll, think. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Though. Yep. So, but that's uh, that's our analysis here, people. Oh, who, who else did I have? Kyle McClellan, Wisconsin, Richter, I just pencil him in. That's a good one. Yeah, he's there. been like, a great story that has not got enough coverage. We got to give him some more love on our page for sure. But the uh, amount of highlight saves and Mike Hastings, coach weekend. of the year right now. Yeah, yeah. Is there an update? No, we just did an update last pot, I think, on uh, Sponge of the Year so far. Sponge of the Year, I would assume it's still in Northern Michigan. But I think we did just get one more thing locked in. You can take a good guess at this. Glue gun of the year. Shay Donovan, another goal this weekend. No. Yeah, yeah. He buried one. Yeah. How did I miss this? Yeah, no. He got a second now, and on top of being the best locker room guy in college hockey, he might... Now he, he he's getting hot at, Most at the Most right improved player of the year. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. could give him more minutes. Of the century. Jesus. Shay Donovan. Give him PP one time. What are we I doing? would. Yeah. I would. Like, the boy getting a shout out to him too, winning a, a gold medal for USA on the coaching staff there. Now he comes back to Augustana. They're about to open the new barn. We might be there as well. A lot of good it. things to look forward to in college Bro hockey. Boy on the coaching staff. Yeah, coming home with gold medal, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, Let's uh, go. that's it. Let's do it. All right, we're all the way back, people. Thank you for listening. Check out our pages at, at Everything College Hockey everywhere except for Twitter. It's gonna be Team ECH, ECHLocker.com. Bunch of new videos on the YouTube. Go check oh. it out, guys. The views are going up. We appreciate it. Go subscribe to our YouTube. Please, please, please. That helps us out. But mainly, stick around for this interview right yeah. now. The man, the myth, John Morosi. Now, we welcome on a very, 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 I'm going to go four very special yeah. guests. Yeah. We got uh, big time analysts. Like, is that fair to say? For, for every sport, basically. But uh, for <laughs> NHL Network, MLB Insider. Yep. I mean, that's big, too. Uh, we're big MLB guys, so I'm sure you you could talk circles around us there. But John Morosi, John, welcome to the show. Connor and James, thanks for the invitation. Happy yeah. New Year. I'm a big fan of the pod, so to be on the show is a, is a huge honor. I, I did think as I've listened to the shows during the course of the year, it's going to be a challenge for me to hit the level of Team USA captain Rucker McGroarty in terms of the content <laughs> and the excitement that he brought to the pod. I'm not sure I can match Rutger. Very few can. Yeah, right. I'll do my best. He showed that at the World Juniors. Oh my when God. he's getting the gold, he just good energy, yeah. good personality, and uh, hell of a player at Michigan for sure. But he's a walking interview in a Mack truck. Yeah, too, like at the same. What time. a hit! Just a big, <laughs> big dude. Um, yeah, I think we we just get right into World Juniors. And go, yeah, let's I get mean, right into the gold medal. USA, USA is do or die. Um, we'll we'll get to your interviews as well. I want to talk on that too. But just talk. I mean, you were watching the games. You know a lot of the players now after getting to talk to him, you know, how, how cool was it just for you getting to, to watch that unfold for, for team USA after talking with all of them? Pretty remarkable story all the way around. And, and to me, it is exactly that Connor, the, the togetherness that we saw with team USA to go through that tournament and the big picture here, these are 18 and 19 year old young men. And right. to be at their peak for two weeks and not lose a game, they didn't even lose a game in the preliminary. No. Even before yeah. the, uh, the, the pre-tournament games, they were dominant in those games. This is one of the best Team USAs at this level that we have ever seen. And what made the story even better was how they won it, against whom they won it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sweden was the nemesis for this group. Of course, Sweden had beaten the U.S. in the U18 gold medal game two years ago. And I know from talking with players on this roster, whether it was Cutter Goche or Rucker McGroarty, Lane Hudson, all the way down, this was the matchup they wanted. They might yep. not have said it explicitly <laughs> before the tournament started, but they wanted to play Sweden. And, yeah. and that was in that environment. You do it 
on their home ice. I think that was why the end of the game was so emotional as it was because the Swedes were understandably frustrated and the Americans were understandably really excited about what they had done. Uh, and so it just, it set the stage for an amazing story. This was, this is where we talk about USA hockey and the national team development program and the way that the development model is, is constructed in our country. And it is because of the chemistry that you saw on the ice this past week. You can't get that, that level of buy-in and care over a two-week camp unless it has been building for years. Mm -hmm. And in the case of, we talked about Rutger off the top of the the conversation, he and Cutter Goche were friends and teammates since they were 10 years old playing (laughs) on the same youth hockey team in Michigan. 10. That's it's a crazy. decade of playing together. And it's a lot of chemistry. You cannot manufacture that. You either have that chemistry or you don't. And you could just tell that when it got right down to it, Isaac Howard and Frank Nazar and Gavin Brindley and this group of 04 birth year players, they were just not going to be denied. And it made for, I think, one of the more satisfying wins USA Hockey has had internationally in a, in a very long time. Yeah, just watching it unfold. I mean, like we hadn't won since the, the Cole Caulfield year, you know, mm-hmm. in COVID and everything. And, and that was sweet. I mean, yeah. like I was going nuts in, in my apartment watching all that. But it wasn't as as nice as that. You see Sweden's fans like getting so, I mean, oh, the, the environment yellow. was great. <laughs> yeah. The championship game, the gold game. Rutgers was, egging him yeah. on, yeah. just like, you know, doing a dance, getting his gold medal, like everything, like the fight from Lane Hudson yeah. throwing down, you know, like answering the bell too. Like yeah. it was, they did everything. Like they won that game from start to finish. It was just the sweetest victory you could imagine um and it just makes me think like you know where would this team be without Rutger because there was a worry before the tournament that he might not even play mm-hmm. you know like he's coming off that injury he hadn't played college hockey and you know however long um so I think that was a huge and then he that was get, a spark that hit once yeah and yeah. he gets the captain see yeah. you're like oh this is he's back fully I would hope and I was a little worried and they see him like he was a little slow to start the preliminaries um and then obviously heats up at the end of the tournament so like you know talk about do you think he was the lifeblood of this team? You said him and Cutter Gauthier, mm-hmm. obviously uh, Lane Hudson as well. But, you know, just talk about specifically Rutger. We'll give him his, I mean, for, friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah. We had him on earlier this season. He's having a great college year. I'm excited to see him back in there. But yep. yeah, talk about how important he was to this team and, you know, kind of juicing up the boys. Well, head coach David Carl said it after the gold medal game that he really brings people together, mm-hmm. brings mm-hmm. out the best in people. One of my favorite lines about Rutger from Isaac Howard, uh, now of Michigan State, so they're back to being rivals, by the way. We yeah. Watch that unfold. But but Isaac Isaac Howard said of Rutger, he speaks in all capital letters. Yeah. And I That's love true. that. Yeah. You want your captain to speak in all capital letters, and so I think that to have Rutger back, and and even I, I was there the first day of camp in Plymouth, Michigan, mm-hmm. when he was in a no contact jersey, but he was mm-hmm. back on the ice. And when I asked a lot of the players, especially the 04 birth year players, whether it was Isaac Howard, Lane Hudson, Jimmy Suggerud, what it meant to them to just see him back on the ice. And they all lit up. The, and, and you understand now it's not just certainly hockey has there's the analytical component to it and, and goaltending is so important. There's all these different elements that, that go into a successful hockey, but right. there is such a heartbeat in this sport. Mm-hmm. And, and Rutger was the emotional barometer and heartbeat of this team. You saw it, everything he did, every interview he gave, I thought was really interesting too. 
Chris Peters, when he was sharing and Chris was there on, on site in Sweden for the whole tournament, you, you pointed this out after the first game, Rutger said to Chris, I've got to be better. I need to be better than I was in, yeah. in game one. And it really is unique to have a 19 year old player have that level of self-awareness and perspective and also confidence in himself to say that you don't often hear young players acknowledge publicly in front of cameras and microphones, in the biggest tournament that they play in. Hey, I wasn't good enough today. That's a really high level of self-awareness and, and honesty. And sure. I, I think that set a very authentic tone for this team. This is a, a really unique blend of personalities on this particular birth year in the 04s and the 05s as well. And, and that word, authenticity, is really important. Cutter Goche, the, the emotion that you saw Cutter have with the trophy after, after the game, that's him. That, that's who he is. And I, as a storyteller and a journalist, I always love and appreciate people who are who they are. Right. And they're, they're going to be themselves when they're speaking with you on the ice. And, and I really love that. And, and I think fans love that, too. There's a reason why, as the medal round was unfolding, the Finland game and the Sweden game, social media in our country was lighting up for this <laughs> yeah. team. Yep. Yeah. And I just think it, it said a lot about how much this, this tournament has advanced. But that doesn't happen unless the fans feel like they know the players. Yep, and I sure. think that there was that real connection for hockey fans in our country. And, and I would suspect if you even talked to American NHL players mm. today, they would yeah. say we were tuning in and we were high-fiving in, in the in the dressing for room sure. as, as we were getting ready for our game, watching that game unfold. And I really think it's because of the authenticity of people like Rutger and Cutter and the entire group. Yeah, hundred percent. I know yeah. it's Canada, but I saw you know Bedard after morning skate watching the World Juniors with his teammates. Like you know, yeah. Canada could have had a lot of guys that are in the NHL on that team could have changed things. But U.S. had a, you know Cooley could have been on the team too. So, but yeah, everyone was bought in. I know it did well on our Instagram page, all the social media. Like everyone was tuning in. So yeah, I think it's following. the biggest it's ever been. I think in part due to your interviews as well. What was your favorite interview? I, I you know we tuned into a bunch of them. I'm sure a lot of other fans did too. But what was the favorite interview you did on the team? Would you say, John? Well, that's that's a great question. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words because yeah. it's it's one of my favorite days of the year. Honestly, we we get a chance during the during the camp and to kind of pull back the curtain a bit. Mm -hmm. the, those interviews, especially this year, they were all done on the same day during wow. during camp. That's a lot. That's and a big so, day. <laughs> it's great. It's a heck of a day. Mm -hmm. I I always say it's one of my favorite days of the year. It basically, ends up being about a three and a half to four hour block of time. Mm -hmm. And we, we don't get enough time with the entire roster, but probably 70% of the team we sit down with. Mm -hmm. And, and it is one after another for basically four hours. <laughs> and I just try to keep some water handy to make sure my voice holds up for four straight hours. Yep. But uh, it's, it's fun. And, and honestly, guys, and you know, this and doing the great work that you do on the pod, th there's, there are stories and, and narratives that we pick up Mm -hmm. from just being at the rink over a long period of time where right. you hope you know the right question to ask at the right time. <laughs> yep. And so I, I take a lot of notes and where certainly living close to the USA Hockey Arena here in Michigan, I'm very fortunate to have that access to where I can go over to a game and talk to people and you just pick up storylines to, to ask about. Mm -hmm. And then that day is is the culmination of a lot of that work and, and doing the the All-American game, which we have on NHL Network, which is coming up again in a week. You prepare for those players for that game, and then you keep a lot of that stuff in the back of your mind. Then when they're on the World Junior team a couple of years later, 
you bring the storylines back. And that mm-hmm. was the case. We had a chance to talk to Will Smith a lot last year, and, and there was Will making a huge impact on this team. So uh, to answer your question, I, I do think the David Carl story, I was really, that was really special to us. I think mm-hmm. his his narrative, and hockey fans know it, but I think it was important to introduce it to a lot of other fans that were maybe more casually following the tournament. Yep. His hockey career ended when he was 18, when yeah. when he had the diagnosis of a very serious heart condition as a part of his combine at the NHL draft. So you can imagine he's coming out of Shattuck. He's going to probably be a top first or second round pick. And it's the most exciting time of your career. And then all of a sudden you get the diagnosis that you can't play hockey ever again. And you're 18 years old. And, <laughs> and there are two ways you can go with that. Either you don't want to ever be around hockey again because it's yep. too hard. Or it's time to find a different way to be part of the sport that you love. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for hockey in our country, David <laughs> Carl chose the latter because uh, he's now a gold medal winning coach and a national championship winning coach at the age of 34, which is remarkable. Absolutely. And, and what he's been able to do is just, it's extraordinary yep. in a very short amount of time. So uh, I, I just think that he's learned the game so well. He's had some great mentors. And as we put this story together, we were looking at his story and said, wow, two of his biggest mentors in his career are Jim Montgomery and Derek Malone. And we were very grateful that the Bruins and the Red Wings helped us get a lot of sound from both of those NHL coaches about how impressed they were with David Carl when he stepped onto the ice as a, as an assistant coach at Denver, a student assistant mm-hmm. where Denver honored his scholarship and let him coach from the time he was 18 years old. And you wonder Crazy. why he's so great. Well, that's why he loved the game so much that even when it was taken away from him as a player, he found this entirely new Avenue to engage and help pass the game along to the next generation. So I just, I have such great respect for David. Uh, I would, I think we're going to see him coaching whichever teams he wants to coach in the future, whether it's the NHL or the national team began. Like he's, he's a great coach. So that story was one of my favorites. And then I I really enjoyed uh, and credit to our producer, Sean Highland. We sat down with both Lane Hudson and Seamus Casey and got them each to talk about the other and how (laughs) they see the game. A right shot D a left shot D the creativity they have. Oh. And it was just so much fun to listen to them talk through what they saw in each other's game. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun to just get two really bright hockey minds talking about what inspires them in the other, because that was one of those fly on the wall sort of interviews where I just handed them the iPad. I said, what do you <laughs> see here? Mm-hmm. And then just let them go. Yeah. And and their, their analysis was so much fun to listen to. Yeah, very good players. I was just yeah. at Boston a couple of weeks ago doing something with Backwood Celebrating. That video is coming out soon. But uh, we also mic'd up Lane Hudson for a little bit that day. And you can just <laughs> see his compete on an everyday basis and, and in practice. So great kid. James Casey, obviously fight. outstanding player as yeah. well. Yeah. Both of those guys, bright NHL futures ahead of them, hopefully. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we're both great for USA as well. Yeah, I, I just hope, I mean, seeing all this, I, I want I want Carl to be a college coach as long as possible. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be beyond this year. I mean, their team could win it all again this year. They're that He good. could win a gold in a national like, championship this year. I thought about same. this yesterday. There's a couple teams, BC and BU, that could win a gold. The players could win a gold medal, a bean pot, and a national championship possibly in one year. It's possible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, would, that is a year. That would be a, that would <laughs> that be a year. year. But, and, uh, and by the way, like like we talk about, and I love this about this team as well. Mm-hmm. You point this out. The rivalries are real. Mm-hmm. Like the, the BCBU rivalry is real. And the Michigan, Michigan state rivalry is real. Yep. And, and credit to the players. 
they put that aside for a couple weeks and they're best friends for two weeks. And <laughs> yeah. then I cannot wait when Michigan plays Michigan state, as we speak here, it's less than two weeks away mm. that Friday night at Munn with Michigan state now back to being a, a national power in hockey. And here comes Michigan. We should go to that. Four yeah. gold medal winning players on Michigan's roster against Mike Howard and Trey Augustine. Mm. Uh, that's oh. going to be a must-see event. <laughs> and then the Beanpot, BU against BC in the first round, yeah. one of my other favorite events in the in the sports year, that's going to be incredible. And you're going to have Lane playing against Cutter and all, like the seven B, BC guys on that team. <laughs> my gosh, that's just going to be, be great. so much fun. And that was the other part, and, and I cannot wait to see your piece on Celebrini because one of the, the, the fun goals that we had Seamus talk through was basically a sort of a give and go game game within the game mm -hmm. with Celebrini and Hudson, like the creativity between those two guys. It's yep. just, there's so much good stuff happening right now in college hockey that I think mm -hmm. all of us who, who really love the sport are so proud to see it getting the recognition that it deserves mm -hmm. because if you can't enjoy these games, I, I, I don't know what I can do. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is the sport at its highest level for me. Yep, 100%. I, I like your point about, you know, just the rivalries inside that locker room, though, and just speaks to what USA did. It's, it's even cooler. It makes it cooler. Golfer players, too. Yeah, we had that post saying Jimmy yeah. Snuggerud sitting next to, who was it, Brindley? Someone on Michigan. I was like, that just looks wrong. You can yeah. see both bags yeah. there. But, uh, no, they all came together, and it, it was great. But uh, you bring up Iceman there, Isaac Howard. What mm. a game he had in the gold medal. Just the whole tournament. He, he tore yeah. it up. Was he the best player? Who, who would be your tournament MVP, John? What do you have to say for USA? I know That's a bunch question. of yeah. There's so many good good candidates. I I, I think that so there was one uh, the best forward of the tournament by the WIHF was Cutter mm -hmm. Goche, which is a great choice. Yep. I think yeah. Isaac Howard would have been just as great of a choice. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and by the end, the BC line was as good as any line in the tournament. 100. So, yeah. <laughs> there are so many great choices there. But I, I think two things stand out. I'll talk about Cutter for a second, and then with Ike. I think mm -hmm. Cutter, we saw him score at the Men's World Championships. Scored seven goals in that tournament yep. as a pure goal scorer, as the youngest forward on Team USA. And we did some research on this. And after he scored those seven goals, I said, OK, well, how how many times in the last decade has any American player scored seven or more goals <laughs> at the Men's World Championships? And it come to find out, Cutter was the third. The other two guys are named Kane and Debrinkit. <laughs> <laughs> and and Cutter did that as still a junior eligible player, yep. which just tells you a ton about his skill. And then in this tournament, what I loved about Cutter's game was he didn't force the need to score. Like he he was setting mm. up Rutger mm. or Snuggaroo, depending on the circumstances. He took what the game gave him. And then when the U.S. needed a goal, the biggest goal of the tournament, honestly for the, for them, was the tie breaking goal against Finland in the semifinal. Yep. And Cutter scored it. Mm. So I, I love that in this situation, it was almost, and, I, and I'm going to use a Terrier comparison here, it was almost Jack Eichel-like. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that if Cutter had to set his teammates up, he could do that. If he needed to score, he could do that. He took what the game gave him. And that was, to me, a level of maturity that you don't often see. He didn't feel the need to force anything. Right. And, and that impressed me the most in Cutter's game. I, yeah, so obviously huge for, you know, we've been talking through Rucker McGrory. Uh, I mean, the BC line was incredible, mm -hmm. the, the younger one as well. Um, but uh, let's get into Michigan State. Trey Augustine, I mean, Isaac Howard. I mean, the boys, yeah. Isaac Howard, MV, tournament MVP, wasn't he? Well, no, the, 
uh, one of the, it was one of the contestants, but yeah, okay, no, he's up there. He's up there. The Iceman, yeah. two goals. I mean, the celebrations, everything. Talk about Michigan State's, you know, influence in this tournament and how how clutch both those players were. Isaac Howard for me easily could have been on the all tournament team. Easily could have been the tournament MVP. When you score two goals in the gold medal game, plus then earlier on you get the shootout winner in the yep. preliminary oh, yeah. stage and had a great game that that day as well. I love seeing Ike Howard back to being the player that he was at the national team development program, scoring goals. I think he's in a lot of ways, even better all around than he was at that stage of his career, because I think you see his play away from the puck getting that much better. He's defending better. He's winning one-on-one battles. The effort is, has always been there. I think the physicality is even more physical than he was before mm-hmm. that line in so many ways with Nazar and Brindley, which you love that. You got a Spartan and two Wolverines <laughs> on one line. Uh, they created chances all tournament. Brindley was buzzing the whole tournament. He was fantastic. And so I, I just think that with Michigan State and, and Michigan, that rivalry, if, if I could have a ticket to any game in college hockey this entire season, it's going to be the series opener at Munn with Michigan state back to being a, a national powerhouse, mm-hmm. Michigan comes in with all the recent success that they've had. And this rivalry is now officially back. It is no. back. You've got four, four players on Michigan who won gold two on Michigan state who won gold. You've got Trey Augustine who can shut down any team in the country. Now you've got Ike who scored big goals. They were best friends for two weeks. They're probably <laughs> not best friends right now. And, and it's going to be for the greater good of college hockey because that, that building at Munn, I'm sure you've talked with people about it already, you know, that, that facility is back to being one of the best in the country. Mm. The, the back of the house, I, I was able to do a tour there last year. What an amazing place that is in terms of the recovery, training, locker room, everything. It's a brilliant setup for college hockey. Yep. And so the, the students are now engaged again. They're selling out the building again. It, college hockey is better. I think three teams to me stand out where when I really started following college hockey growing up, like later 90s, early 2000s, Maine, Michigan State, Wisconsin. Yep. They're all back. They're all back. Yeah, college the hockey top 10. is better when you see those three teams back in the mix in Maine and that incredible atmosphere in Orono and Wisconsin's back is one of the best teams in the country. I just love what those three programs have done, but especially in my home state of Michigan to see MSU back the great tradition that they've got there, the, the building there. They've got Levshinov who's brought in a lot. There's been a lot of scouts, mm-hmm. of course, coming in to watch a top five pick and Levshinov in his draft year, which I think is, as you know, how the scouting world works, the more looks that all those players are getting now, you saw Geary get invited to the U.S. camp, didn't make the team, but but just that he was now on the, the radar for USA. Right. There's just more and more attention on this team and it's for the for the better. They've got an outstanding uh, coach in Jared DeMichael, who's done a great job working with Trey Augustine. One of the main reasons why I believe that Trey chose to come to Michigan State because you, you've got a great goaltending coach who's mm-hmm. your your top assistant there, and, and Jared DeMichael and Adam Nightingale is a top level coach too. It's just it's great. You've got Nightingale went to Michigan State, Brandon Nerado went to Michigan. You've got so two coaches, two great coaches leading their respective alma maters. This is the best the rivalry has been in a long time. And I just cannot wait to watch these games. Well, they haven't even played yet this year. They've got four games coming up before the tournament even starts. And maybe we'll even see them meet in the big 10 tournament. It's just the rivalry is in a great place right now. 
Yes, I agree. It's yeah. so much better when both teams are very competitive. And for all those teams you just mentioned, Maine, UNH, UNH has had a good season. That was a great rivalry earlier this season. I wish we could have yeah. gone to that game. But even Wisconsin being good, now that makes that, that rivalry with Minnesota a lot better too because the last couple of years it hasn't been great since Coffee's left. But just the Big now Ten it's great. Is, the Big Ten's as best in college hockey that it's ever been. Yeah. I think right now it's it's loaded top to bottom. And you see, like, I mean, there's four teams that could win the Frozen Four. Yep. Like looking at it right now. Like Michigan's had a... Not a great start to the season. They're for winning, yeah, barely above they have 500. So much talent, and yeah, you have a good second. But half. after seeing this, you've seen Rutgers fully healthy. Like yeah. they could get back in, and they could, you know, they could be above Michigan State at the end of the season. Like yeah, that's knows? how loaded they are. Like it's it's crazy just to see that and how much how much well, talent there is. That's a great point on on Michigan too in their second half. I think one of the most important things that we're speaking here on on Sunday. I was at the game last night. They played the under eighteen national team in oh, yeah. Plymouth. <laughs> it was great. Building was sold out there in Plymouth as well, which was awesome to see. Everybody sort of cheering for both teams because you're you're in Michigan and you're <laughs> playing against the national team, uh, which is pretty pretty unique. But I think one of the more important moments there was Ethan Edwards coming back and playing on the blue line. Now yeah. Michigan, you look at their blue line this season. Of course, no longer do they have Luke Hughes and and Edwards, who missed the entire first half with injury, was really looked upon to be a guy that they will trust to quarterback a power play. Uh, of course, you've got Casey on the other power play unit. This is, I think, one of the more important stories for Michigan now in the second half. Barczewski's been, I think, very good in goal, uh, better Solid. in some ways than his numbers even indicate. And now you've got these these players who just won a gold medal coming back. Rutger hasn't played for Michigan since the middle of November mm, because right. of the injury. So yep. now you get him back. I think we're going to see an even better version of Frank Nazar, more of a 200-foot player now, uh, someone that you can really rely on as a center. I just think for Michigan, it's it's taken a half a season for them. You've had the injuries on top of – think about how many puck touches and how often the puck was on the stick last year of Adam Fantilli and Luke Hughes. Yep. A lot, they could <laughs> a good amount. <laughs> basically, an entire game. Yep. And so, when you don't have those two players, I think it takes a while to relearn how to share the puck, what your identity is, how, what kind of flow and chemistry you get with your lines. I and mean, they were just so dominant. Adam Bentley would start the game playing with his hair on fire for sixty <laughs> minutes. That's just yep. how he played. Yep. And yep. and that drove the entire team last year. Then you had Luke doing what Luke did. The amazing goal against Western, taking a bow. He just was everywhere. Uh, we were and at I that one. When you have players, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a moment. So yeah. When you have players like that that you all of a sudden lose, even if you sort of were expecting that you were going to have to lose them because of how good they were, it just it takes a while to adjust. And I think now, now they're back. As I mentioned, they've got all four of their games against Michigan State to come. They'll pick up as long as they keep winning some series here and. and maybe sweeping a Big Ten series here and there, they'll pick up their pairwise points. Mm -hmm. And I expect they're going to be the best version of themselves right at the right time of the year. Yep. Just I, looking at their schedule real quick. Sorry, they, they yeah. jump in. They've Stonehill to lead them off. So, like, talk about just getting your feet underneath you. We love Stonehill. We hope they get their <laughs> first getting, W here. But going. Like, they're they're going to have a yeah. good second half. I think there'll be a few other – I mean, there'll be a lot of teams where now you touch on the just puck touches and stuff like that. All the chemistry for all these teams – it's going to be a lot better the second half of the season now that we've all got to play together. Yeah, um, for a they're all bit riding now. high. Yeah. Uh, another player I just want to touch on real quick, Jimmy Snuggerud, a guy who hasn't had the biggest start. Like, he's shown flashes of mm -hmm. just being a beast that he is. Yeah. And then this tournament, those big goals, I mean, like, the that slap one of the heaviest on. shots yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him maybe push for that Hobie that we thought he would be in the front running for. 
in, in the second half of the season? What do you, what do you, where do you think he'll end up on that, John? Or where? Let's give me your Hobie favorites. You know, yeah. being around this team, a lot of Hobie favorites on the roster. Um, or just in college hockey, who, who do yeah, you got and beyond? Yeah, that, that's a great point. I, I I tend to think that the Hobie winner will be someone that was on this Team USA, just because it's this the emotion of this tournament and what that gold medal means. I think it's going to inspire these players into the second half as they go back to their college teams. I think Goche is going to have a huge second half. But think about this too: if if Goche helps them win a bean pot and and or if Lane Hudson is potentially involved in that too, uh, you know, Celebrini might be part of the conversation even as a freshman, like the way that Fantilli was last year. Yeah. Uh, the Denver guys, of course, Rizzo, Divine, like they're they have great candidacies as well. I, I think it's 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 anybody's award to win at this point in time. But the Denver group, they're so good, and and they they've put up just insane amounts of points. Uh, they'll be probably tough to catch. Mm. But when you look at the the meaning of that in season tournament, and the bean pot is special because it it really captures the attention. It's certainly certainly in the Northeast, mm. uh, and, sure. and I I love I certainly grew up in Michigan, but then went to college in Boston, so I got a chance to really mm. feel the bean pot when you're there. You take the tee to the to the rink, and mm. everybody's wearing their jerseys, and it's just a really unique experience. That that has such prominence to where if you're the bean pot MVP and you win the bean pot, which Cutter could do, which honestly any sure. of the BC guys you see could potentially do that, mm. and then the BU guys, if you know if Celebrini scores two goals in in the bean pot championship game, and or if Lane Hudson has another incredible goal like that in his bean pot tournament MVP, you never know. Like that's that's a yeah. nice platform to jump off yep. to, to maybe have that that next achievement of winning the Hobie. So I, I think that the Hobie race for me is wide open, but I see a lot of a lot of players, whether it's in, in, in Maize and Blue or BUBC, who knows? Maybe Ike Howard has a huge second half. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the Denver guys. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it's wide open and we're gonna see some guys really seize the headlines here in the second half. Yeah. You touch on Denver and I think one guy that doesn't give enough enough recognition, Zeve Boyum. Yeah. What a tournament. But what he's season so far from oh. defense, I mean, this kid's the real Top deal. There's five no doubt about right it. Now? He could be a Hobie. Ridiculous. Talk about him. And I know you got to know him a little bit, but, you know, what? who he is as a player. What an amazing story. And, yeah. and I love it to sort of take the, the big picture here. He's playing with his brother, Shy at Denver, which is a great story. Yep. Uh, he grew up in, in the San Diego area. So he's, he's a first-generation American. He picks up the game in, in San Diego, and now he is – likely a top 10 pick for me and a Hobie candidate on top of all that. Yep. That yep. is one of the great development stories <laughs> within this time of, of the national team development program. And then going on to winning gold at the world juniors. And I, and that, that goal he scored the other day was immaculate. That, that yeah. shot from the point he has one, he, he, in some ways there, there's such fun overlap between the styles of play of Casey and Hudson and Booyah. And Zeev is just so creative back there. I, I look at him. I see some Quinn Hughes in the way that, yep. that Zeev plays. For sure. And and hopefully for Denver's sake, he'll come back for one more year and, and play a second year <laughs> of college, which I which I think he probably will do. Uh, and I think he's got a chance to, if he doesn't win the Hobie this year, to win it next year and to be one of the leaders on Team USA again. But I, I think he's in the Hobie conversation right now. I mean, Adam Fantilli won it as a freshman draft eligible. Why not two years in a row to see Zeve do it? And yep. you know, when a, when a defenseman wins this award, which is obviously just in terms of points, it can be it can be a challenge because you're comparing against yep. a forward. But I, I I look at Zeve as someone that can control 
an entire series in the NCHC with, with the way that he plays, how many minutes he plays. And I just think he's in a great situation. David Carl understands him so well. Mm. He understands what his coach wants. He's playing with his brother. It's just, it's a great story of development. And I think that he, the best of his season is still yet to come, which is a frightening prospect <laughs> for the other team to be in CHC. Yeah. Yeah. He's bigger, a little bigger too. I know, I know, uh, yeah, Hughes was, you know, a little shorter than him, but Kale McCarr comes to mind. I know different hand stuff, but just that yeah. size. And as far as point production, he's going to be right there. The second half of the season, he could be scary, like he, John said. He's got 25 points in 18 games right now. That's scary. That's scary. Like As I a mean, freshman, coming in and just doing I mean, that's yeah. Insane. Like, he's keeping up with those top four, with Rizzo, Devine. I mean, Carter King's having a big year. Like, Denver mm-hmm. is scary, top yeah. to bottom, but, like, he's a big part of that at the point. Like, that power play, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, I don't know. He's mad at it. I don't know. Good, good luck out there. And if he comes back for another season, like all these players, man, I'm like, man, I just want him back. Like he, it's good they, for college hockey. Yeah. Like John says the most, I mean, it's competitive all, right. all season long. So, right. Yeah. Do we want to, are back. do we want to get into the draft? You know, just, I'm yeah. thinking about how many players we're going to lose and that's going to make me sad. Can we talk about players that are going to get drafted coming up here? Yeah. I mean, come instead, up. Yeah. Is, if that's uh, something to jump to real quick, you mentioned, uh, I can't, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm going to try to that defense when I'm Michigan State. Um, Levshinov, am I saying Levshinov. that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, R- RTM Levshinov. Yeah, yep. he, I mean, he's ridiculous, having a great season too. But you know, um, wh- how many other players are we going to see in the first round? Do we think for, that are you know committed to a college hockey program currently or playing? That's a great question. I, I think we're going to see more than we maybe anticipate. I, I just okay. watched the U18 program, and of course, uh, Eiserman is is likely a top ten pick. William yep. obviously is already in college. Yep. He's for me, likely to be a top 10 pick. You've got Levshinov, as you point out, at Michigan State. Um, and and I, I think one name that is not getting enough attention, but I'm really excited to watch play during our, all, our All-American game in a week on NHL Network, uh, is, is Camille Bednarik, who's a center on the U, U18 national team. He's going to BU next year. And, of course and he, he is. is someone that... <laughs> when you, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> as if they need any more talent, he's on his right. way. And, and he is a true... When you look at this level and, and you think the U18 team, they're playing against very good college competition often. And when you're able to still win a lot of draws against centers who are 21, 22 years old and bigger and stronger than you, mm. it says a lot about your skill and, and what you can achieve going forward. So Bednarik for me is someone that I think is is not getting the love he deserves. But when you look at the way that scouts really value centers, and certainly defensemen like like Levshinov and Booyam, mm-hmm. I think Benark is going to get even more attention as time goes on. Uh, the, obviously, the, their top line for a lot of the year, uh, you've had Hagens there with, with Stiga, who's going to go to BC, and Zemer, who's going to go to Minnesota. Zemer, I'm a huge fan of his. He, he wore the captain's C for the first in-season tournament when Team USA went over to Europe, and, and the C has remained on his sweater since then, which is a big deal. Uh, sometimes they don't name necessarily the, the captain until later on for the U18s, but they love Zemer's leadership so much that he's still wearing the C. And, and in terms of his his leadership style, you know, the, there's a reason why you look at McGrordy was the captain of Team USA mm-hmm. two years ago at the U18s. That's a big honor. And, and sure. when the leadership group is identified that early on, it says a lot about the person's character. So I, I think Zemer's got a chance to be a very high pick as well. Of course, Hagens is not yet eligible for the draft. He'll be a 2025 yeah, draft eligible. He's had a tremendous year. I, I do think that if, with, with the injury to McGroarty, 
if Rutger had not been able to go, I think Higgins would have made the team. I think wow. for, for Team USA, they, they were probably not going to have Higgins be on that team as like, like a bottom six forward or sort of a fourth line right. bonus player, which is what he would have been probably with the way this, this roster was constructed. There's just so much forward talent mm-hmm. that they just didn't have a prominent role for him. And if he was not going to be a prominent first line player, I think that the decision was go with the more experienced guys for now. Hagen's and his time will come and, and let him be with his U18 team now and just keep developing and keep getting ready for U18 worlds. I think that's where the decision was. And so I think Hagen's, even though he's not draft eligible uh, this, this year, uh, he will be someone that we talk about a lot of the all American game. And I love this too, as we talk about the USHL and how much talent there is there, we're going to see some players who are born outside the U.S. playing in this game, uh, which I think is a really important thing. So Sasha Boyvera was playing in Muskegon, uh, one of the top recruits in uh, in college hockey heading to North Dakota next year. He's someone Quebec. that I'm really excited to watch. He's from Quebec, but he wanted to go to the college route. And when you look at the success of players like Celebrini, who played in Chicago mm. and is now having a tremendous run in college hockey and will be the number one overall pick, just like Fantilli was a a top pick, top three pick this past year with one year of college hockey. It's just showing the value of the USHL route and and college hockey for players who are not from the U.S. And I think that only elevates the overall caliber of play that we see in the USHL and college hockey too. Yeah, no, that's that's a big reason for college hockey growing. I know I talked to Macklin when I was in Boston doing that video with him, but he was just like, yeah, man, I didn't watch much college hockey being from Western Canada and Vancouver there. But you know what? Last couple of years, obviously being committed to BU, he's watched it and now he's – one of the biggest names in college hockey. So Kale McCarr, uh, Kale yeah, McCarr, yeah, same thing. Yeah. So it's great to see. And that's why the game's going to keep growing and be just the, you know, the best right. pipeline for the NHL. And, and to pick up one, one quick point on that and why I love, and I'm, I generally speaking tend to be a, a big fan of, of guys staying in school for at least two or often three years. I think sometimes there's that rush that I, I want to sign. I want to get to the system and keep, and keep, you know, playing and, and finding that next level. The, the case that I make and I want to celebrate and constantly come back to is Brock Faber, mm-hmm. who did not just two years, but three. Yeah. And then you saw it. As soon as he finished his third year at Minnesota, he stepped right into the wild lineup and was playing in the playoffs immediately. Yep. And and I think that to anybody that says, oh, I feel that the, the stress to leave after my second year, am I ready? Am I not ready? Well, I, like Luke Hughes was ready. Like we know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at what he's doing right now in New Jersey. But I, I love that Brock came back for a third year and said, I want to play for the Gophers one more year. And clearly, this is the important thing to point out. It did not hurt him at all <laughs> nope. that he came back for a third year. It, it only helped him. For and sure. then he's playing for his hometown favorite team in the playoffs. It can all work out. And I think they're, you know, again, I'm I'm a dad, so I look at things a bit through that, that lens, too, <laughs> of just like helping young people grow. It's not that immediate, I need to sign right now. It's, wait a minute. What's in the best interest of my long career? Because in the NHL, the big money is to be made once you've already established yourself and you're getting the extension with your team. That's the contract. That's the one that changes your life. So make sure that by the time you turn pro that you're really ready for it. And and I, and I think Brock, I'm a huge fan of him on and off the ice. You guys both know what a a high character person Brock is from a great family. Listen to his story. I think all the players that are making that decision after two years, listen to Brock, mm-hmm. look what he did and look what a great player he already is in the NHL. That third year at Minnesota helped him out tremendously. And I think it's important to keep that in mind. 
hundred percent. I think just that second year even is massive. You know, I know Cooley right. left to the Coyotes. He's had a pretty good year, but still just for maturity wise and figuring your life out, it's big and make sure you're having it right. And now favor look at him. He's good on the Calder. High, high in the league and uh, time on ice per game. And he's might be yeah. going to the all-star game here. So uh, unreal kid, like you said, John, but yeah, I mean, it's worth it to stay and it grows the game of college hockey as well. So Just keeping us afloat as Minnesota fans. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> he's been unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, same with Fantilli this year, you know, he, he left after a year though, but he could have stayed. I mean, it doesn't hurt you to stay. It really doesn't, I don't think. Right, yeah. I mean, you talk about just the, the bond you have with your friends there. Like, we talked to McRory, like, coming back. Like, it, he was best friends with Fantilli mm-hmm. last year. Like, it hurt to to lose him, and then, you know... He's, I thought he might stay for one more year, Fantilli, but... It right, yeah, we were like, oh, <laughs> really, really hoping for it. And then he comes back, and he's having, you know, the time of his life still, yep. obviously. Caulfield and, State have benefited him, though, like... Yeah, came so much better, and uh, now he's give us one more, and yeah. then they come back. I'm like, give us one more after that. Like, come on, please. Yeah. Uh, the third year, especially though, development wise for for players like Faber. Like, if you're if you're not fully ready for that moment, you he know, probably was like up, he could, like, but like, yeah, it just it, yeah, well, he could play for mm-hmm. sure. But like now, I mean, he's he's a wizard out there. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> it's hard to hard to describe it otherwise. But uh, let's. I I still want to get. Sorry to put you in a position here, John. I want to get a prediction for the for the Frozen Four. We we do have to end here pretty mm-hmm. soon. Um, but frozen four or give me maybe just your team to beat like who who are you you know these players you know i mean denver another one nchc like they're gonna be tough to beat uh but who, who are you seeing uh hosting that trophy here in minnesota hope yeah. to see you there john yeah well, st paul yeah oh <laughs> uh, I, I i would love to go i would love to go i think i think it's gonna be one of the best frozen fours ever it's in a tremendous venue as you know that that is the best place to have it and by the way State uh, of hockey. Shout out. Congrats to the Twin Cities on getting the hosting rights for the Huge. World Juniors in Woo. 2026. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we're going to see some a serious ECH presence all throughout that tournament there. No, no. In the Twin Cities. I think I think you should do like live live pod pre-post the whole show right from there. We're sleeping there. We might we might have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah we're the fans, it's going to be it's going to be electric. We're kicking us out. I hope we get one good rivalry matchup. Out of the Frozen Four, that's all I want. BC, BU, oh, Minnesota, yeah. so North Dakota, I, I Michigan, think, Michigan State. Yeah, Ooh. give me something that would be I, crazy. So let's say this: I, I, I've got my Frozen Four. I think BU and BC both make it. Mm. Uh, BC Sweet. for me is the team to beat. I, I just think that all those guys come from the World Juniors. I think Cutter's going to have a huge second half. Their defensive core is is very good. Fowler very easily could have been in goal for the for the final two games as well. He was so important. U.S. does not win a gold medal without Jacob Fowler. He was absolutely Beast. essential to them winning that gold medal. So I think BC is the team to beat, that they'll be there. I think BU is going to be there as well. Uh, Denver, David Carl keeps it going, finds Very a way well. to get in. And and then I'm going to go Michigan State finding a way to be the fourth. There we go. Uh, you you got to have one Big Ten team in there. <laughs> and, and when you've got that goaltender with Trey – and you've got some goal scoring with Ike Howard. Uh, you've got Red Savage, yep. a veteran there. Love, love, love Red, Red Savage. Savage play. He's mm. tremendous. Yeah. I, I think that Michigan State, uh, a, a bit of a great story back in the Frozen Four for the first time in more than a decade. Mm-hmm. I think they find a way. In. So you got BU, BC, the Spartans, and Denver. How about that? That's an electric four right there. Yeah, man. Like, we're, we're pumped to get there. It's going to be a fun <laughs> second half of the season for sure. And uh, God, yeah. just. Good, good times right now in college hockey and hockey. USA wins the gold. Huge for all the kids mm-hmm. watching, too. That's that's the next generation right there. And uh, USA, USA is going to be a problem moving forward here yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the tournament. Good time to be an American. Well, yeah. well and, and uh, a quick story on that. So it was great. Uh, even after a long day of travel, the day after 
they win the gold medal in Sweden. Mm -hmm. The four players from Michigan all got to the rink last night with the trophy and their medals and were acknowledged (laughs) before the game started, which at that point in time, it was a seven o'clock game Eastern time. So by then a long travel day, that's like one in the morning, Sweden time. (laughs) That's ridiculous. And they were still going. Yeah. Jersey's on, on too. Adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> Just going. And so uh, I, I love that. They got out there. They got a nice ovation. Hopefully, hopefully they got some sleep because eventually yeah. they're going to have to get back to class and, and get back in rhythm. And by the way, uh, so as we speak on Sunday, on Monday, I'm sure they're going to want to stay up late and watch the football team play for the national championship. Oh, so these, these guys yep. got a lot going on in their lives right now. <laughs> uh, but I, I think to, to me, the, the big picture point to make Twofold. Number one, and Dave Starman made this point during the course of the of the broadcasts. We now in the United States have the most registered hockey players of any country in the world. And that is a huge point of pride. I, I realize different scales. We have so many people that live in our country, which is amazing. <laughs> and, and that just is a huge advantage for us. And for us as a hockey community to be able to say proudly to our friends around the world, hey, we not only are we the the, the current world junior gold medalist, but We've got the most players in the sport in our country of any country in the world. That's a huge point of pride and a great, I I think, developmental point for the USA hockey development model that we talk about. And then you look at the the geographic diversity of this team. Four people from Florida. Zeeb is from San Diego. Mm -hmm. All this, Cutter Goche grew up a lot of his life in, in Arizona before moving to Michigan. Of course, Cutter was born in Sweden. His dad was playing there. The different paths that you see, and, and, and this is what honestly I think makes other hockey-playing countries nervous, when they start seeing great players who grew up in Arizona and Southern California and Florida with gold medals around their necks for Team USA, <laughs> they get a little nervous. Yep. They say, wait a minute, these Americans now are figuring this out. They've got <laughs> rinks everywhere. And, and I love the point, and, and I think Gavin Brindley told me this, I think, a year ago, You know, he and Seamus grew up in Estero, Florida, very close to the rink there, which is right on, if you've been that, down there, like I-75 down down around Naples, mm-hmm. the the ECHL affiliate, the, the Everblades for a long time, um, they, they're based right there. So we, we love obviously growing up in places like Michigan and Minnesota, where you've got outdoor rinks and everything else. But the point that Gavin made was, I lived like in the neighborhood next to the rink. I had ice whenever I wanted it. And, right. I, and I think that that's one of the things we don't think about enough that w- when you have a rink, a good facility, it doesn't matter if it's hundred degrees outside, mm-hmm. if the ice is good. And if there's maybe not quite the same level of, of house leagues and adult leagues and everybody else crowding the ice from 6am till midnight, you've you got, you've got all this, you've got this chance now to get on the ice whenever you want to. Yep. Yeah, and I your think rank. that's where the development is, is so robust because Gavin and Seamus could get out there every day with their with their yep. dad whenever they wanted to and i think that's just an important part of the development and in, in why usa hockey is in such a great spot yeah no it's great to see for sure all right. games it's, growing it's growing and everywhere. now with social media too and these kids taking over this next generation it's going to keep growing yeah. so arizona state being yep. huge in college hockey down Penn south picked up pretty quickly right. more everything's all these new schools coming in are doing well yeah and it's good it's, to see good for the game good for college hockey uh i think you play a good part in that john too helping us out with with coverage with with these interviews yeah, getting to know the 100%. players the drafts i mean every, everything helps you know mm-hmm. pushing towards and now we're the best in the world they have to say yeah we're to save it for now there you know go. yeah <laughs> best, best in the world and, and by the way you think about all the good stuff coming 
We've got so the World Juniors are back in North America next year in Ottawa. You're going to have then we we hope a World Cup of Hockey coming back in 25. Need it. So yeah. a year from now we're going to be getting ready for. Think about that. The the first best on best since the last World Cup, which was 2016. We've had almost a decade in between tournaments. Mm-hmm. We and, and now we've got the potential of multiple Kachucks, multiple Hughes's, <laughs> Austin Matthews in that tournament. Like we've been waiting for a decade for this. And then the Olympics the year after that. So there, there are so much, there are so many great things for us to look forward to as, as American hockey people that, that all the, everything we went through with not having the tournament for a period of time, not having NHL players in the Olympics, trust me, there's a reward coming for that. And it's basically the next two years. So right. enjoy everybody, but like <laughs> feel free to start, start. And this is the best thing too. start mocking up your, Who's on your team USA for the World Cup? Just like Ooh, dream it up. Yeah. Who's yeah. in that decor? I mean, like, how many post. great defensemen are not going to make that decor because of how how great we are right now as a country with defensemen? Like it's <laughs> it's gonna be True. awesome. I'm glad it's not gonna be my job to cut people because that's gonna be impossible. Oh my god. <laughs> Giving them a snip, no way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, yeah, no, good good things ahead for college hockey and the US for sure. And John, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast today. It was such good insight for the fans out there. Yeah. Go tune in. Everything college hockey on Instagram, Team ECH on Twitter. If you're not John following, Morosi, go, go follow JP. Come they on. probably already are. They but should yeah, be. It, it's John Morosi at on Twitter, um, Instagram, everything, everywhere. You know, check them out on NHL Network. Mm-hmm. MLB and Insider coming up here. If you're an MLB fan, yeah. must watch. So, check John, out. thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. Connor and James, thanks for the conversation and the invite. And again, thanks for all you guys do to grow the game as well, because I, I'm a big fan of the pod. I lo- love listening. Uh, you, you, you guys it. bring out such personality from the players and what makes college hockey so special. So keep doing what you guys do. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. I, I appreciate that a lot. But yeah, go check out our page. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you next week on Pucks and Deep. The tingles.